Hello and welcome to Bible Bedtime. My name is Dana and I am your host. And in each episode of Bible Bedtime, I read chapters from the Bible in a way designed to help lull you into a peaceful sleep. After reading the full chapters, I read another selection from the Bible and I finish with the Lord's Prayer. If this is your first time listening to Bible Bedtime, then welcome. This is not your first time. Welcome back. We are in Season 4 of Bible Bedtime, which means we are reading from the fourth book of the Old Testament and the fourth book of the New. We've already finished Numbers, and now we are in the book of John, and tonight I will be reading from John chapters 9 and 10. After that, I will be reading the last chapter of Proverbs. Now this is a very special episode tonight, not just because we're reading from my favorite book of the Bible, but because we are on our second anniversary of Bible Bedtime. So that means for the last two years I have been blessed to be invited into your bedtime routine. It was my intention upon starting Bible Bedtime that I could use this as a way of blessing others. And as happens with most efforts we do in the name of Jesus, it is I who am blessed far, far more than I ever expected. Thank you for that. I do have to tell you that recently I have experienced several barriers to completing or to uh, recording episodes of Bible Bedtime, and it's not anything devastating or serious. It's more like things just being thrown in my path. For example, twice when I went to record an episode, All of the power in the building went out. Another time, they decided to begin replacing the roof over my office where I record. (laughs) So there was nothing but pounding. And even today, as I began recording, my lovely next door neighbor decided to start mowing the lawn added another challenge, but we are all stronger than these obstacles because we serve a God who is stronger than all obstacles, and so I know this episode will eventually make it out into the world, and I appreciate all your thoughts and prayers for me and for this podcast. 
I would love to hear from you. If you would like to reach out, we have an email address, and that is BibleBedtimePodcast at gmail.com, and I read and respond to every email. You can also reach out through our Facebook group and through Patreon if you're a member there. Now, I've talked long enough. Let's take a moment to settle in and end the day. We are going to take three deep breaths before I start reading the chapter. But before we take those deep breaths, um, I invite you to just make yourself aware of the breaths you have right now, just your normal breathing. If you're able, place your hand very lightly, just rest it on your abdomen, just below your ribcage, and feel as you breathe in and out, feel how it rises and collapses. This is a miraculous job of engineering by God. He created a muscle right about where your hand is resting. That when it contracts, it creates a vacuum which pulls air into your lungs. And this muscle contracts without you even thinking about it. Now, if you've ever watched a newborn baby breathing, you may have noticed that it is the lower part of their abdomen that moves in and out, not their chest. And that's because they haven't learned the wrong way to breathe yet. Most of us breathe and feel our chest expanding instead of our stomachs. So as you're breathing, if you notice that it is your chest that's rising and falling, see if you can breathe down to your belly so that when you breathe in, your belly expands. As you breathe out, your belly goes in. This is somewhat opposite of how we breathe when we are stressed or active during the day. This is a way of breathing that will allow you to relax. And as you relax, if you fall back into the regular way of breathing, that's okay. You're still going to be able to breathe. But 
just give it a try, breathing with your belly and see how it makes you feel. Now, let's take three deep breaths. One, John chapter 9. As he went along, he saw a man blind from birth. His disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Neither this man nor his parents sinned, said Jesus. But this happened so that the work of God might be displayed in his life. As long as it is day, we must do the work of him who sent me. Night is coming when no one can work. While I am in the world, I am the light of the world. Having said this, he spit on the ground, made some mud with the saliva, and put it on the man's eyes. Go, he told him. Wash in the pool of Siloam. This word means scent. So the man went and washed and came home seeing his neighbors, and those who had formerly seen him begging asked, Isn't this the same man who used to sit and beg? Some claimed that he was. Others said, No, he only looks like him. But he himself insisted, I am the man. How then were your eyes opened, they demanded. He replied, the man they called Jesus made some mud and put it on my eyes. He told me to go to Silo and wash. So I went and washed, and then I could see. Where is this man? They asked him. I don't know, he said. They brought to the Pharisees the man who had been blind. Now, the day on which Jesus had made the mud and opened the man's eyes was a Sabbath. Therefore, the Pharisees also asked him, how he had received his sight. He put mud in my eyes, the man replied, 
and I washed, and now I see. Some of the Pharisees said, This man is not from God, for he does not keep the Sabbath. But others asked, How can a sinner do such miraculous signs? So they were divided. Finally, they turned again to the blind man. What have you to say about him? It was your eyes he opened. The man replied, He is a prophet. The Jews still did not believe that he had been blind and had received his sight until they sent for the man's parents. Is this your son? they asked. Is this the one you say was born blind? How is it now he can see? We know he is our son, the parents answered, and we know he was born blind. But how can he see now? Or who opened his eyes, we don't know. Ask him. He is of age, and he will speak for himself. His parents said this because they were afraid of the Jews, for already the Jews had decided that anyone who acknowledged that Jesus was the Christ would be put out of the synagogue. That was why his parents said, he is of age, ask him. A second time they summoned the man who had been blind. Give glory to God, they said. We know this man is a sinner. He replied, whether he is a sinner or not, I don't know. One thing I do know, I was blind, but now I see. Then they asked him, what did he do to you? How did he open your eyes? He answered, I have told you already and you did not listen. Why do you want to hear it again? Do you want to become his disciples too? Then they hurled insults at him and said, You are this fellow's disciple. We are disciples of Moses. We know that God spoke to Moses. But as for this fellow, we don't even know where he comes from. The man answered, Now that is remarkable. You don't know where he comes from, yet he opened my eyes. We know that God does not listen to sinners. He listens to the godly man who does his will. Nobody has ever heard of opening the eyes of a man born blind. 
if this man were not from God, he could do nothing. To this, they replied, you were steeped in sin at birth. How dare you lecture us? And they threw him out. Jesus heard that they had thrown him out. And when he found him, he said, Do you believe in the Son of Man? Who is he, sir? The man asked. Tell me, so that I may believe in him. Jesus said, You have seen him. In fact, he is the one speaking with you. Then the man said, Lord, I believe. And he worshipped him. Jesus said, For judgment, I have come into this world so that the blind will see, and those who see will become blind. Some Pharisees who were with him heard him say this and asked, What? Are we blind too? Jesus said, If you were blind, you would not be guilty of sin. But now that you claim you can see, your guilt remains. John chapter 10 I tell you the truth. The man who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate climbs in by some other way is a thief and a robber. The man who enters by the gate is the shepherd of his sheep. The watchman opens the gate for him and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out When he has brought out all his own, he goes ahead of them, and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. But they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. Jesus used this figure of speech, but They did not understand what he was telling them. Therefore, Jesus said again, I tell you the truth. I am the gate for the sheep. All who ever come before me were thieves and robbers. The sheep did not listen to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. He will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. 
I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand is not the shepherd who owns the sheep. So when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. Then the wolf attacks the flock and scatters it. The man runs away because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me just as the Father knows me and I know the Father and I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that are not of this sheep pen. I must bring them also. They too will listen to my voice and there shall be one flock and one shepherd. The reason my father loves me is that I lay down my life only to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down and authority to take it up again. This command I received from my father. At these words, the Jews were again divided. Many of them said, he is demon possessed and raving mad. Why listen to him? But others said, these are not the sayings of a man possessed by a demon. Can a demon open the eyes of the blind? Then came the feast of dedication at Jerusalem. It was winter and Jesus was in the temple area walking in Solomon's colonnade. The Jews gathered around him saying, how long will you keep us in suspense? If you are the Christ, tell us plainly. Jesus answered, I did tell you, but you did not believe. The miracles I do in my Father's name speak for me, but you do not believe because you are not my sheep. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. No one can snatch them out of my hand. 
My Father, who has given them to me, is greater than all. No one can snatch them out of my Father's hand. I and the Father are one. Again, the Jews picked up stones to stone him. But Jesus said to them, I have shown you many great miracles from the Father. For which of these do you stone me? We are not stoning you for any of these, replied the Jews, but for blasphemy, because you, a mere man, claim to be God. Jesus answered them, Is it not written in your law, I have said you are gods? If he called them gods, to whom the word of God came, and the scripture cannot be broken. What about the one whom the Father sent apart as his very own and sent? Is it not written in your law I have said you are gods. If he called them gods to whom the word of God came and the scripture cannot be broken, what about the one whom the Father sent apart as his very own and sent into the world? Why then do you accuse me of blasphemy because I said, I am God's son? Do not believe me unless I do what my father does. But if I do it, even though you do not believe me, believe the miracles so that you may know But if I do it, even though you do not believe me, believe the miracles that you may know and understand that the Father is in me and I in the Father. Again, they tried to seize him, but he escaped their grasp. Then Jesus went back across the Jordan to the place where John had been baptizing in the early days. Here he stayed, and many people came to him. They said, though John never performed a miraculous sign, all that John said about this man was true. And in that place, many believed in Jesus. Proverbs chapter 
31, verses 10 through 31. A wife of noble character, who can find? She is worth far more than rubies. Her husband has full confidence in her and lacks nothing of value. She brings him good, not harm, all the days of her life. She selects wool and flax and works with eager hands. She is like the merchant ships, bringing her food from afar. She gets up while it is still dark. She provides food for her family and portions for her servant girls. She considers a field and buys it. Out of her earnings, she plants a vineyard. She sets about her work vigorously. Her arms are strong for her tasks. She sees that her trading is profitable and her lamp does not go out at night. In her hand, she holds the distaff and grasps the spindle with her fingers. She opens her arms to the poor and extends her hands to the needy. When it snows, she has no fear for her household, for all of them are clothed in scarlet. She makes coverings for her bed. She is clothed in fine linen and purple. Her husband is respected at the city gate, where he takes his seat among the elders of the land. She makes linen garments and sells them and supplies the merchants with sashes. She is clothed with strength and dignity. She can laugh at the days to come. She speaks with wisdom and faithful instruction is on her tongue. She watches over the affairs of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children arise and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. Many women do noble things, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Give her the reward she has earned and let her works bring her praise at the city gates. The Lord's Prayer our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. 
your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Now, it's time to sleep in heavenly peace. Sweet.